0: Did you read your note oh
1: wait my note Yeah. is it recording yeah
0: did you read your note yet no oh, oh I'm not. <laughs> yeah oh, okay. um
1: your breath fills you with energy anywhere and anytime you need it I that's mean- like does is a fact There's nothing, there's nothing, um, there's nothing like uh, spirit, like, I mean, it's spiritual, but there's nothing like whimsical about that. That's just like, yes, that's the truth. Facts. Yes, totally. So easy. I guess a lot of them are facts on these things. Like it's like Snapple facts, but like the Yogi tea version, you know?
0: Breath is your medicine.
1: (laughs) My dad loved (laughs) that you said that.
0: He was so,
1: he was chilling so hard. We double stacking today? Why not? Are you double stacking? I'm double stacking. All right.
0: All right. Cool. We're talking about our little uh, buckwheat filled uh, cushions. Yeah. <laughs> you got to scooch our, into our, place. Our cushions are on the cushion. Yeah. um Ramarama, ram. What is that you're singing? It's a seed mantra. Okay. It's a seed mantra for one of the chakras. Can you guess which one? Ram 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 Feels like it
1: resonates in the stomach. Mm. Okay, cool. So like nice. This. You got it. Nice. <laughs> See,
0: you know the vibrations and the Sanskrit, mm-hmm. you know these guys 2000 years ago, yeah. they're like rum, rum, rum,
1: rum, Well, rum, I had, rum, had a, rum. i had a, a vocal coach one time tell me what came first, meditating or singing. I was like, probably singing. He's like, yeah, but I don't think he understands that they also kinda of go together in this world, you know what I mean? So then I try I'd counter him with like, Yeah, but he mantras and chanting and he'd be like, Oh well, you know.
0: So when I was in Nepal, um, you know, I woke up early because First of all, I wake up early. Sure. Yeah. I was in a oh, monastery yeah. in Nepal, um living with all these monks, and the monks, uh, the Tibetan monks, woke up and they started their chanting, and it was like beautiful at first. It was like mm-hmm. lam lam lam, and then all of a sudden it got like this. You're
1: like a cat is dying.
0: I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh no. And then today, yeah, I'm like going on this hike and I'm chanting. And on the way down, the whole chant just went like bad vibrations down. Oh, no. <laughs> but that, it was beautiful. It's not
1: bad necessarily. Exactly. It was low, low, right? low yeah.
0: vibration.
1: I, my trainer has a theory that humans are just collections of very low, low energy. And our bodies are just kind of like this collected mass. Of, of of just like low vibrational energy. And that's why we have to work so hard and channel so much to get buzzing on a higher frequency because, like, we're just kind of weighted down by all the reality of the world. Yeah. And you have to just vibrate a little bit higher. He'd be a good guest. We should have Pablo on here. He's Absolutely.
0: Brilliant. But so you need both. Yeah. You need low and high vibrations. You can't just be on the high vibrations, right. vibing high all the totally. time. Totally. Totally. This is why I have such a thing with that terminology. Uh good vibes only. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I'm sorry. If you have a t shirt like that, throw it away. Friendly. If yeah. you have a t-shirt like that, throw it away now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe we should call the podcast
0: All vibrations. Med- med- yeah, all, vi- all, all vibration. vibrations. Because look, all this beautiful music that you're producing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has all vibrations, yeah? Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. Or lack thereof this week. I haven't done much of that. I'm I don't know about that. On the plane you produce some sort of song, then I was like there we go. Yeah, autopilot. I was working on that.
1: It's a good one. You know what's funny is like the internet, nothing's real on the internet. So I was just <laughs> I was just trying to make up a TikTok. And then I got home I already had the song cut. When I got home, I looked out in the bath. I don't like this at all. <laughs>
0: I just really? took it down. Yeah. No.
1: Oh my God. The Not the Instagram version, but the TikTok one was just grabby and Garrett. weird. I didn't like it. The Instagram one I left up.
0: Garrett, go put it back on. Did All you right. archive it?
1: It's archived. It's on yes. Instagram still. Yes, you win. It's, it's, okay, cool. TikTok is We're just gone.
0: high-fiving here.
1: I just don't think that I just, I'm, I'm having this like identity crisis. You're ashamed about it. Yeah, between this like cosplay 2016 Garrett and then the like current more healed 2023 existential Garrett. Crisis. Yes, <laughs> and it's not it's not a big deal. It's just like it feels like there's the Nash project is kind of at a weird point where I kind of just need to like let it be for a second. But that's really scary to let go of that. And I think that that letting go process started with making the record art of letting go and then like now i'm in this interesting spot i feel like it's i guess like it's like when is the right time to say goodbye you know what i mean versus versus holding on to the thread of the thing or whatever you I know? have an
0: answer please and it's probably not the truth yeah but it's fine. an answer all right let go of letting go
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i know
0: just do yeah, the thing just look, be Look, we're just we're just Bumbling here, babbling. Bumbling, yeah. Who said that first?
1: Uh Andrew, Rose's dad. Andrew is
0: Oh I met him. Yeah. He is Hum the and vibe. Bumble is his We thing. should have him as yeah, a fucking a guest. I don't guest. know about that. He'd be
1: a good guest. <laughs> He'd be a good guest. Yeah, he called one time and he had all these chickens and he came up with a phrase for what they do with their noises. He calls it hum and bumble. He says, You should incorporate that into your music here. And we've put in some hum and bumble into the music. And I was like, That's not a bad idea. It you say all chickens? Yeah, it was chickens. Yeah. So
0: I was on Hawaii during the pandemic. I, I was leading a meditation retreat and then my people left. I was going to leave three weeks later. Mm-hmm. And um what happened was the cocoa, the, huh? the cocoa hit, right? <laughs> The The COVID. The COVID, yeah. Is that what we call it? I call it the cocoa. Cocoa, like my dog, Coconut. No, Uh, (laughs) Coconut's different.
1: The cocoa was a dark time.
0: So the dark time, which was light time for some of us, you know. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Yeah. Yet, here it is. I got stuck on the big island.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Bunch of chicken. Mm -hmm. And I called the farm owner because he was stuck in New Zealand. I was like, Matt, I thought chickens were supposed to lay eggs. I'm hungry. I want to have some eggs. He's like, oh, are you feeding them? i'm like no (laughs) so so quite literally two weeks into me living on this farm i go to the store where they have chicken feed i buy this huge bag it was heavy and i start feeding them two days later guess what Garrett? eggs up nourished yep motherfuckers just needed nourishment yep
1: Yep. yeah yeah it's amazing And Eggs I, and right from the chicken. It's still a little barbaric, but they're amazing.
0: And then I just love them. Yeah. I was there, like expecting them to feed me, and all I had to do is nourish yeah. them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Totally. What a savage I was. I think that's no. I think that's a big thing is like treating myself well, and then trusting that the world around me will kind of flow with it. It was tough being. I was with my parents this week in Michigan, and it it's it's sometimes a little tough to be around the mentality of like oh, yeah, well, that's nice. You have the money and the time to focus on that. Other people have other realities. And I think it's, like, it's sometimes hard to be around that because even, like, with, like, me being, like, oh, I guess I just need to, like, just be and, like, it'll all work out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's mm. there's 99% of the earth is, like, good for you. Like, I'm going to go and, like, you know. And I had a conversation with someone recently that told me that the concept of a nine-to-five workday or, like, your – what you do in the world for a job being your worth in the world is a very, like, a Christian Christian mm. Protestant thing yeah. because it created structure in society for people that needed that. We need systems. Totally. And now school is rooted in that. And, the, and, you know, the whole thing is based on, like, what you do in the world is your value and in the Western countries. And then, like, you go to these – I think that's why Americans are so obsessed with, like, going to – nepal or whatever is because like oh wow so chill here like
0: mm.
1: what's the difference it's like well the first question isn't what do you do you know it's it's how do you feel or how's your day or you know what i mean it's yeah. it's it's more emotionally attuned as opposed to like what you do in the world being your worth and i think that like i just think it's so american and so western to to think like oh yeah you know convenient for you you know lucky you, you have the time, but it's really hard when you're around that for a couple of days to not also start to think like that or to quell your own, well, yeah, you're probably feeling like this because of this isn't this. Oh, well, great. If I had the time to deal with that, I'd get to it, but I got to yeah. go fix the lamp. You know what I mean? It's You like, want
0: them to be happy for you.
1: Yeah. Happy for me, but also I just want people to feel good. Like I want mm-hmm. everyone to feel good mm-hmm. and I'm really lucky. I have the time to figure that out, but- I also feel like what I kept saying to my dad was I was like, dad, I would really appreciate if you would reframe your, your feelings because you're really obsessed with monetary status to becoming a barrier of entry to spirituality. Mm. And I think that's super counterintuitive to the point of spirituality. And if you're able to just get over that hump, I think you're going to see a really nice grass is greener on the other side that actually is. But I just, it's also like with parents, you know, like, Both my parents are around 70, and it's just like they are who they are at this point. I don't think that's going to change, you know? That's so hard to accept. It's a lot of can't culture in the rest of the country. Can't. Oh, I can't do that. And it's so easy to make a can't a can, even if you have no money, you know? But they have to pay the bills. Sure. Yeah. Totally. And that's tough. But so do I. Yeah,
0: But... It's just a different reality, bigger bills. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. bigger bills. Yeah,
1: it's all scale, it's all ratio. So it's
0: really, it's really the system that's been created. Yeah. Where we're trying to transcend the system, but at the same time unable to transcend the system because and we're in living this, in the system. And in this transcending or trying to, attempting to, there is grand suffering because we see that the system that has been created is so oppressive.
1: Yeah.
0: That only folks get a little taste of it at one point can see that it's possible and then it becomes possible and then there's a moment where you or I go back into that cycle of suffering again. I was like, well, I can't create anymore. I can't do it anymore. Can't." Totally. You and I also say can't and then we come together like-minded kindred souls and we're like, hey, let's do this thing. Let's fuck around. Sure. Let's see what happens.
1: I think like Mm. there's this, I was watching Winning Time And John C. Riley's character goes on this whole thing about how, and this is a thing a lot of people know, but like up until a certain year, at some point in the 1900s, it was determined impossible to break a four-minute mile. Mm. And then one day, this dude woke up and was like, I'm going to take a shot at it, this English guy. And he he did it in 3.98 or something, okay? He wasn't a runner. He was a neuroscientist. And he knew it was all limitations created by the brain. It took, I think it was 64 days for someone to beat his time. But up until that moment in all of history, it was impossible until someone did it
0: and then the limitation got broken.
1: Now I think people have broken three minutes or two minutes.
0: It's like insane now. That's crazy. I started running seven weeks ago. I'm doing this thing called Couch to 5K. I'm and- oh, sorry, you ran a 5K. I did. 5K sounds like so long. It's 3.13 to be exact, miles. That sounds but, crazy to me. But I used to say, oh, I'm not a runner. My knees are going to hurt. I'm going right. to injure myself. Yacht, all the excuses. And I've just been doing it progressively, sure. small step at a time, mm-hmm. one step at a time. That's a convenient One part week of at a time, one day at a time. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, shit. Actually, I'm at, I'm at a 11.45 mile okay great that's my thing now i'm not at a four four minute mile yet and i don't want it i don't think maybe i do maybe i do but actually today when i was hiking up to the mountain to griffith park i was like observing all these runners and i was like actually i just really love walking slowly and singing yeah
1: (laughs) i've been doing a 10 minute walk first thing in the morning and the first half i'm always like unconsciously almost rushing yeah, to get nowhere. I'm just going to make a loop back to the house. Right. And then I get about halfway through it to the end of my block. And every day, especially when I was in Michigan, because they live out in the country, I'd get to a point and i go, oh, I can slow down. It's all good. I have nowhere to go. Because it's only a 10-minute walk. Mm. And then when I slow down, then I'd start soaking in a deep breathing, whatever. But it took me that that second to get there that was, like, not the easiest hurdle to get over.
0: Mm -hmm. You got a song? Well, I don't know. I think I did what you do today, and that was pretty cool because I woke up – first of all, I hosted this dinner last night Mm -hmm. for two friends, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we had some beautiful conversations. I made hummus inspired by Otolengi. I made a butternut squash with tahini and za'atar, by Otolengi. And then I went to the grocery store with my mom in the morning. We bought all these spices. Uh I Lebni. Have you tried Lebni?
1: Yeah, but I say Labne, which labne, I'm now realizing it's not the right Lebne. way <laughs> uh,
0: and then I got a jar of Eclant Caviar, it's called, but that was I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And there was one more thing I forget. Anyway, doesn't matter. But this morning, inspired by that dinner and inspired okay. by that conversation. I woke up and I remembered uh, a moment in time when my heart was broken. And I know you're like the CEO of the uh, Broken Hearts Club. So I, I was, guess I yeah. have to consult you now. You were. <laughs> you know, I, I wrote, you loved me, but you didn't have the patience to watch me bloom. Mm. And the whole hike up, I just kept adding and adding to that first line mm-hmm. of the thing that was channeled through me. mm mm-hmm through an experience that happened Mm -hmm. and I just kept babbling and singing and then got up to the thing, had a little cry, had a moment.
1: Wow. Nice. And it felt so good. That's nice. Yeah. That's a cool thing that. So how do you do it? How do
0: you write music?
1: (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Share
0: your secrets for $5,000. You can.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? I'd take that class. Um, (laughs) And then be just as dis- dis- disappointed as whatever I am about to say. I think um, uh, for me, the best songs, the songs that like I, I am like, whoa. Even the best, not necessarily like the most streamed or whatever. Just the songs that I am like, wow, are things that I just like really needed to say. And it's funny because I, I, I feel like the way the. The way the game is set up or the business is set up is that, like, you're constantly expected to kind of keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And you don't, not everybody always has something to say. Like, it's, I, I grew up in an environment where if things were silent, then something was wrong. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that for me, filling the void with music felt really natural because it was just more conversation but eventually, you run out of things to talk about, and you only have something you really feel empowered about every couple weeks or months or year. That's what people call writer's block. No, you're just supposed to be doing something else, you know. Or so resting. I think, yeah, resting. If you're lucky enough to, or get to pick up a job or whatever you got to do, Michigan. Um, but I think, um, I think, like for me, what I when I first started writing songs in like 2013, 14. What I was writing about were things that like I would – I was trying yoga for the first time through a college class at USC and I would do these meditations on this very specific hill near the film school or near the music school. And I would make little like beats and loops and stuff but there were these kind of things that just wouldn't leave me alone whether it was like I was just being quiet or doing a mindfulness meditation or whatever. And so those things are the things that I would turn into a song because it felt like that's how they could get out from my subconscious – And then when I'd release those, I'd feel a lot more peace. And I think that as things got more and more complicated, I felt less and less liberated, complicated meaning like with my career and people feeling people were looking at me and watching me and observing me and judging me and playing shows and releasing music and whatever. I felt less and less liberated to say things that I was thinking and feeling because I was more and more afraid that those things were going to be taboo or get me in trouble or whatever. So then the, the joy of it kind of went away, and it became much more contrived to pertain to a perspective that I had created when I did feel safe in 2014-15. And so to answer your question, how do I do it, I think that the times I enjoy it the most, which are the only times we're talking about, <clears throat> is when I've got a thought, feeling, or, or thing to say that isn't going to come out any other way and it uh, doesn't feel safe to say directly. So I put it in a song because it allows my subconscious to communicate as opposed to my mm-hmm. conscious
0: mind to communicate. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I, I want to intervene for a second. <laughs> intervene. I'm going to intervene. That's okay. Um, So I've proudly actually last weekend I went to a musical and came out of it. I was like, babe, we got to go. This is bad. This is horrible. Oh, I, really? You I, left early. I, I, we left before um. intermission and that happens. This, this morning, I like sang a whole like musical set mm-hmm. uh, for my partner. Amazing. And um, all the things that I needed to tell him in song form because he's a theater nerd. Okay. And um, I was like, oh, let me just put it theatrics. Put
1: it in your way. Yeah. And
0: sure. I finally felt like I was heard. Yeah. And it felt so good. Yeah. And you I was like, laughed a bit. And, and was I was fun. like, I love you. I cherish you. I'm yeah. not leaving. Right. I am not leaving you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just like stupid terms. shit like that. Yeah, but like, that's great. We all have this abandonment wound. Right. Or we all have this like rejection wound that is so deep, and every action that we do or don't do relies on how we tend to that wound or yeah. uh, make it worse. Yeah. And um. Yeah, this morning was all about that. Of just making sure that we tell our people that, hey, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. And if you want to leave, leave. Right. I I don't want to, you know, Yeah. clip your wings and not let you fly. Go ahead and soar. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My relationship with Roosevelt is very complicated because of the management and relationship. And I think that we're figuring out how we're gonna separate those things. And um, through that, I think that we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're really excited to see what our relationship feels like without those uh, things. But I also think that I'm entering an era of my life where I'm not so sure I even wanna really focus on doing my artist project anymore. And I wanna find other means of creativity and expression. And so I think that everything's basically everything's working out at a really natural time. Um,
0: you are time. so into it right now. Yeah. I hope you know that. Yeah. Even with uh, even if you're feeling a little off this morning, it's a little scary. (laughs) Well, you did walk in here and you were like, "Yada yada." I was like, "Let's hold that for the microphone." (laughs) Yeah, I think.
1: uh, Yeah, totally. I think that it's 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 a little scary to change um, something I've been doing for a decade. You know, and I know people like it, and I know that um, people have liked what I do, but I don't want to. I don't want to like live a lie anymore. Mm. And um, this makes me happy Garrett. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like I'm, 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 and, and, and the cool thing is my fans are so dope that like they'll, they'll be stoked that I am happy because like, I think that's really the dream of the whole thing, right. Is for this sad guy to then be happy. And it's not because of a person or a thing or whatever. It's because of all this work I've done and the, therapy I've gone through and the conversations I've had and the people that I've met and these experiences I've had, they all have added up into this much more healed form of myself. And now I'm working on figuring out what I'm going to do. Well, right now what I'm doing is this and then making art or whatever. But I think the biggest thing that I'm recognizing is just how powerful it is to really be in the now, which is something that felt like such a guru-y, annoying thing to hear Mm. for so long. Just be now. Just you know, it's like well, tell. And so I'm reading this Eckhart, the power of now, and that's been making it really clear. And then I'm reading the uh, when things fall. Yes, apart. yeah, when things fall apart, which is cool too. I ordered that seven thousand ways to listen. Ways to listen. Yeah, I want to check that out too. But yeah, I'm just I'm I'm going pr- through a lot of growth and change right now, and I think similarly, like finding ways to present things to people from your subconscious or your deeper mind or your heart, as opposed to like what you're what your it took it took a good 25 minutes in this conversation with Roosevelt this morning to get to what we really meant. I'm very my whole life is me just going straight to the point because I want to get it in the record. I want to get it in the song. So I'm asking the cutting questions and I'm getting to the person or I'm having the thing, you know, but
0: not everyone is able to to do that at that pace. Not everyone is able to process truth the way you process. truth. Totally.
1: Totally. And, and also a lot of my life, I don't have a lot to think about. So a lot of my life is processing truth. So when I come to the table to have a conversation, I already know exactly how I feel. I've thought it all out. I've Played out every scenario. And I think that sometimes it takes people a second to do that. And when I come at them really hard like that in a conversation, they feel less safe to then do that. So it's it's all communication stuff for me.
0: So ultimately, there's a part of your communication perhaps that feels unsafe for the receiving end. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Which may or may not shut them down, which yeah. then... Um, does not permit for dialogue, and like let's see, we're currently you know experiencing so much violence in the world because two parties could not sit down together and have a dialogue conversation and say, right. hey, hey, this is what it is. These are all the sides of the truth, but yeah. I have power, and you know it's like a, a whole power dynamic thing. And I think you're doing a beautiful job in going inwards and then outwards and then going inwards again uh you're you're going with the flow
1: do you feel like you
0: are are always
1: in your body, or do you have times where you feel
0: ahead or behind? Mm. I'm not always definitely in my body, yeah um there are moments in time that I'm able to access the present and the now, yeah more easily, yeah, and then those moments when I'm not. I've learned to surrender into them rather than try to fight my way towards now and truth and equanimity and peace and love and all those beautiful good vibe shit because the bad vibes are necessary. The low vibrations are necessary in order to make sense of what is to come.
1: It's a funny thought. Yesterday on my flight, LA was overcast but I was above it. And I was thinking about how next time it's a cloudy day, sometimes my, my, I get really sad when it's cloudy and, um, hard to see beyond that, but there's, it's so woo woo. But like on the other side of the cloud, there's this huge sky and gorgeous sunset and whatever else is going on. Then when I landed, it was gray and, shitty you know the, and 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 it's it's right there on the other side of the yeah. clouds and i think that that's kind of that above below balance thing that we're talking
0: you about. you know the the sun is always there and here's the thing you know one of the the intentions of like this space even uh is these are good pants is, thank these you pants. <laughs> i have no actually you know i got them in hawaii yeah, don't laugh they at look marshalls, at marshall's that's no, fine they're, at Mar- they're from marshall's that's okay so our intention it's only
1: fast fashion if you throw it away <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it's long
0: fashion i actually wrote about that today this morning <laughs> really our intention in creating all of this was to bring a smile to your day but yada yada anyway joy is inexhaustible and within you even when life brings you down totally joy also multiplies when shared and here's mm-hmm. the thing we forget that's your tea uh, message mm-hmm. Your yogi tea message. No, this is my. No, no, no. I know it's so this it's it's pure joy message that comes
1: with the merch. So they're like theirs comes with the tea, you know.
0: But it's like, hey, don't forget yeah. that the sun is there. Don't forget that totally. the sun and the moon are within you, mm-hmm. and both are functioning at the same time. The darkness and the light, the difficulty and the ease, all of it belong.
1: Right. Yeah. And and I think that like that perspective is really hard to keep a hold of when you live in a world like my parents do, of, we can't do this, we can't do that, can't afford this, can't afford that.
0: Why don't you just let them live in their reality?
1: It's so hard to... to Speechless. Well, I don't want to phrase it in a way that I don't mean. I, I don't really think I... It's funny, that whole thing of like, I don't know anything. It's like, well, there's a couple things maybe I know, but then every time I think I know something, I don't. So mm-hmm. regardless of what I know or what I don't, I, do, I have felt the good feeling of just being and enjoying and living in a more positive light and being truthful with my word and all of the things that I've learned. And when you're in an environment where people just are... Where you, where I know those tools are there and the books are there and the mm-hmm. conversations are there and the lectures are there and the things that I've sought out taking the time to learn mm. are available to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't have it 100%, but I've got it pretty good. And then you go into an environment where people are just going almost out of their way, it's like when in school, it was like you had in my opinion, like in a lot of ways, I would have to have tried to get an f in something, right, like you have to really try like really like not go and like really like not try like you you could guess and get a C on a test, okay. you know what I mean, and I think like my point is like I don't really know what my point is, but I feel like that the universe of it is is that like to be in an environment where people are just not even like trying to see things. With perspective, with with like the peripheral mm-hmm. or with the slightly more open-hearted or more honest or conversational or whatever, it's just really defeating and it feels very hopeless. And when you don't have any hope, you don't really have anything because that's mm-hmm. the last thing you lose. So it's painful for you to watch that.
0: Yeah. So it's about you. Yeah, totally. So it's about your suffering at the end of the day. I guess so, so yeah. So you, you move away from their experience and you make it about you and your own suffering when all you can do is really take care of the beauty right. that is within you, yeah. the love and presence that is within you, and then you know what? Let them be. Yeah, and I guess it's like
1: there's probably been many people through my life that have felt that way about me at different times and just said, ah, well, I'm just going to go live my version of life, you know? And I get that, and I'm, and I'm here now. But
0: and- these are people you love and you want them to be better, yeah? Totally, and that's why you're like, fuck, stop suffering. Hate. Well that's I'm why trying I'm trying to help at this
1: guy like wince every time he stands up or sits down. And I'm like, okay, well then try some somatic yoga,
0: you know. And he did. And
1: then but then after, here's what was interesting. After my mom said, How do you feel? He goes, or she said, You feel good? He goes, No. Like a joke. Yeah. No one laughed. Yeah. I said, Dad
0: Because he's used to it. Because it's habitual. I mean Yeah. Pain and suffering, Garrett. But but then
1: I said, dad, you know, you should really like try to be more truthful with your word and feel good about feeling good because otherwise you're never going to feel good. So I said, so dad, how do you feel? He said, all right. Well, I feel probably the best I've ever felt in my life. But guess what?
0: Here's the thing, Garrett, though. If your whole life you've been coddled for your pain, for your suffering, for your victimhood, then there is a part of you who doesn't want to let go of that because you're going to let go or the illusion of letting go of those who love you right. to continue to love you. Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah, because then the, the, if no one loves me, if they're not caring for me or they're not paying attention to And me, what
0: happens yeah. when no one loves me, I am nothing. Right. And if I'm nothing, then what's the point? And what's the point of being here? Right. So wait, never mind, it hurts. Come love me. Right. please love me please hear right. me please see right. me please love me please love me. it's it's the inner child yeah. it's the inner child screaming so loud for yeah. love and all he really needs is not a lecture right but he just needs your presence and love well
1: and i know that's the truth and but after four days of two meditations a day to rebuild my like aura of like
0: Oh. this is my
1: life yeah exactly like so this is there. this is my little bubble and this is my little life and this is my little my little thing and please don't try to interrupt this you know you've after day four you start to go jesus like. i
0: don't think buddha said this but someone said this they said if you think you're enlightened go spend a week with your family yeah i think it's ram das hopefully ram Dass, yeah. probably anyway yeah. anyway channeled through some sort of right uh, wisdom yeah but and and here's this is I mean this is probably for another episode, but like this whole concept of enlightenment is such mm-hmm. a joke mm-hmm. to think that we can stay in a state of complete bliss and nirvana mm-hmm. when we are living in a world with so much distraction, so oh fast paced, where the fast food is I know uh, disgusting. But do you think <laughs>
1: do you think living in a city makes that almost impossible? Do you know any truly peaceful people that live in LA? peaceful to the degree of people that live in hawaii or yeah sure i live peacefully yeah sure that's true
0: no that's not true (laughs) have you seen the chaos that is me yeah Yeah, i express it i express the chaos when the chaos is there yeah i I live truthfully so that to me is then a peaceful way of living to be like hey actually today i'm fucking feeling so chaotic right right and i'm okay with that yeah you
1: like the very realistic guru type i get that I think, I think it's like, I come back to LA and it's like harder to breathe because of the smog and like, I'm not in the trees and I'm not around a lake and it's so expensive to live here. And there's all these realities and it's just like, I just want to pack up and move to like somewhere else. But then I, I also, I had a therapist in the past who said, don't try not to live for situational happiness. Mm. And I think like, that's a lot of situational happiness, you know?
0: I think you met Gabriel, um, Gabrielle, Fabrielle. Um at one of the Saturday classes at One Down Dog. Mm-hmm. She uh she walked in and I was like, Gabrielle, Fabrielle. Anyway, I walk into Akbar a few weeks ago, and she stands up on her feet, raises her arms up in the air. She had just finished this huge project. She's having a little moment with a friend. And I was like, Gabrielle, Fabrielle, I knew I had to see you today. This is why we're here. And she screams so loud. She says, my guru. I was like, hush. Don't call me that. Don't call me that. I am not your guru. And here's the thing. In in Sanskrit, guru means uh, remover of darkness. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's what it means. Remover of darkness. So then I was like, why do I have such a hard time with that label? Right. Wow.
1: Pop culture has definitely put a weird guise on what a guru is because ultimately, yeah,
0: like I don't want to be associated to a cult culture uh, or this like know it all teacher, right? Sure, I think I think the
1: the um, guru is in me. Yes, I think that the remover of darkness is on me at the end of the day because I've I just from experience now I've seen hypnotherapist cbt therapy i come here i read books i go to classes mm-hmm. i i do i meditate twice a day like i eat well i i've done i exercise i have a trainer i you know what i mean like i've done all the things that everybody says i've tried it all i tried the huberman thing i tried hard 75 and all this stuff. the end of the day unless i'm removing the darkness from me with all of this additional help it doesn't leave it just stays and I've gone through years of like the same anxiety, the same fear, the same feeling. And then I have the realization or I think of something or I reframe it or whatever. Someone says this thing or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's on me to make that decision to remove that yeah. darkness. And I think that we all have the guru individually in each of us to make that difference. But exactly, it takes a lot of clarity to see that. And people spend a lot of money and run around. I mean, I have spent a lot of money and so run around much. in circles trying to- Stop
0: paying me no
1: i like coming here
0: i like stop coming paying here. me but, it, yeah, but i tell my clients i'm like stop paying me yeah, go live well, your then life what but, are you gonna but, do but yeah. exactly what the fuck am i going yeah. to do? chill in hawaii make podcasts write music well it'd be a good, R- deal. You know, it'd be a good deal what if, if you i just, start writing music well you
1: could sell paintings <laughs> write music release music and then the work could be free but then i think that the i think that like there's this thing in japan I I don't know all the stages of it, but essentially the idea is like what you do in the world should be the thing that brings the greatest value to the world. Mm. And I think that like for you right now, it's this work for me, it's been music. I don't know what that is anymore. And I think that's that kind of directionlessness that I'm feeling. I don't know what the thing is that brings the value to the world.
0: And quite frankly, I'm very honored and grateful and looking forward to holding your hand and walking through the door with you. And then when you know what, what's happening, to let you just go do your fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. Yeah. And that's why spiritual friends exist to walk each other yeah. home. That's what Ram Das said. Yeah, I'm not, not saying a painting that. In my studio. And all we're doing is helping each other move through these liminal spaces of darkness yeah. back into light. And then once they're in the light, okay. Yeah. Do you still want to hang out? Cool. Now let's have dinner. Yeah, totally. Do you, do you, wanna, do you still want to hang out? Cool. Let's take our dogs to the, totally. the social club, you know, yeah, and I think, whatever. I think it's like- There's a uh, social club in, uh, what, what is it? Santa Monica. Santa Monica? Yeah, Santa Monica? yeah, we're I heard, members. I heard you guys are members it's now. It's amazing. Coconut needs to go to that
1: club. You bring them. Yeah, yeah it's coconut. lit. They have a small dog side. They have. Co- there's a Halloween party on Saturday for Stop it. it. But they, yeah, they they do they do like they have a matcha bar and they bring you chicken salad and then the dogs all play. It's a private. <laughs> it's like Soho House for dogs. It's called Dog People. Garrett, it's Nash. amazing. Well, it's you know why I like I it because we had to submit her vet records and there's always an asshole parent. It's never. It's not the dogs. It's the people that bring their dogs that are yeah. dicks. And so it's nice to know that they've yeah. all had a there's temperament an test. Back, sir well there may be but you're outside so that's okay you never know people look at i've had to with one thing covid did to me was make me accept everyone because i go to that's another thing michigan puts in perspective my dad's all bent out about a trump bumper sticker or whatever and it's like dude like they're just people like okay so then so he's all they just want love totally they get all bent about this stuff right we're at the Lowe's at 9 in the morning because my dad needs help getting these salt bags for his desalinization tank because he has well water. So I'm loading five bags into the cart, and this old man comes up, and he says, do you work here? I was like, no. Was like, oh, you think you could help me put two of those in my cart? Sure. Not really what I want to do, but, like, I'll be of service, sure. That's, I guess, in that moment how I could be the best service of the world. So put the two bags in his cart. He's hard of hearing. And he had a big truck parked right out front. You like that truck? Didn't hear me. Went outside. Got two huge Trump bumper stickers on the back of it, right? Mm-hmm. Thank God my dad didn't see that because it would have been the only conversation for the entire drive home. But I'm thinking he needed help just like my dad needed help. They're the same, they have the same issue. This whole neighborhood's like a retirement community. They have the same issue, right? And what am I going to not help that guy because of his political affiliation? Like every, we're Can all just people. Can you imagine if you said,
0: "No, fuck you, I'm not going to help." Well, but my dad would have. You think so? Absolutely. I don't know. Certainly, and and my aunt would have. I don't know. After meeting him, I don't think he would have. I'm gonna ask him next time. Okay, I think I, won't. Maybe I think I won't. he would
1: no, don't ask him. It'll I fire him, up. him He 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 maybe wouldn't have directly, but he would have made a passive aggressive comment about the bumper stickers. Well, mm-hmm. if you take those bumper stickers off your car, I'll help you out. Ha ha. All right, here you go.
0: You know what I mean? So he's ultimately demonstrating the same level of uh non-tolerance that as they are. They are.
1: Right. Yeah. And, so we're the same. And and so I think so I've got a buddy who did not get vaccinated, right? At all. Very good friend. Yeah. And initially i was very my dad rhetoric about that to him well you're crazy da da da. you're gonna kill people hey, and my parents whatever and then i was like
0: letting him be in his reality
1: who cares it doesn't affect me and and like that's your choice dude and like please don't you know what i mean but like and i'm sure there's a lot of people that like it's like i got vaccinated but like it also really sucked to get vaccinated and like, I haven't died, but he also hasn't died. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's two sides to every coin. And I think COVID definitely made me be more tolerant and more accepting of everybody because I don't think there's enough of that. And I think that if we all just were a little bit more tolerant of one another, then to circle back, we'd be able to communicate. We'd be able to have a
0: conversation. I have a problem with that. The word tolerant, because, um, You know, I used to work in genocide education for many years. And there's the Museum of Tolerance, uh, even. But, like, are we trying to tolerate each other or simply, like, accept and allow each other to be and express yourself in the way that you want to express? You know, we see currently... We can go into issues of, like, drag shows and drag performers and, you know, the homophobia that's in this country. We can talk about so many things because people are saying, hey... This bothers me. The way you express yourself really bothers me because there's something about myself that I cannot express that really bothers me. So Mm. I need to be so loud about it and make your ears hurt about it and make your eyes sting because you are not doing what I say. And ultimately, can we just let those people live in that reality until... Life offers them the lesson to learn on their on their own totally or
1: not learn totally. I always say I'm cool with whatever as long as as long as it helps you and doesn't hurt anybody or hurts minimal <laughs> and and that's why it's like I'm not a big fan of hunting, you know what I mean, but like you know, and it's like and and maybe in certain people's opinion, you vote for this person, it hurts this or that or whatever, but it's like I don't know again, I guess it's a privileged thing I'm able to just kind of live in my own little reality but I wish everybody kind of did that a little bit more. And then the things that we came together on were things that we were communicating about as opposed to everybody feeling like they know the answer to everything all the time. So frustrating. But I guess me being frustrated is part of the problem.
0: So so replace that sentence with instead of everybody with I. Oh, yeah. Good. Fair. Yeah. I wish that I
1: was more I, – I would like to be more and I plan to be more tolerant of all because – or maybe not tolerant, but accepting of, of how people are. And that's, that's, I guess, the big lesson for me from this trip to see my parents.
0: Just let them be. Mm-hmm. I accept and allow my parents to be the way they, that they are right. because – that's what they know, and, and right I love now, them and that's it. Ultimately, at the base of it, you love them, mm-hmm. and you want them to be well. But if there's nothing you can do, ah, then that's focus that. on you, right? Totally, let them see you revel in joy and totally. happiness, right? And something will stick. Totally, totally. Good one.
1: Wow, I think like that's a good, feel good stopping
0: like, point. This is a great stopping point. Cool, great. Mic drop. Boom. Cool.